Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents The Big Catch. This tale opens with Charlie in his 50s, wearing worn out fishing gear and holding a fishing pole over his shoulder, waiting on a corner under a street light in the early morning hours. Annoyed, he checks his watch. Are you kidding me? Where the hell is he? Ugh, he should have been here over 20 minutes ago. Charlie reaches into his pants pocket and pulls out his phone and is about to dial, but stops when the sound of squealing tires can be heard in the distance. Charlie sighs as he sticks the phone back in his pocket just as a rusty orange Toyota pickup with duct tape stretched across the front, holding the headlights in place, slides around the corner. Are you fucking kidding me? The truck speeds down the street, straight toward Charlie. You better slow down, asshole. Charlie stares at the approaching truck, then quickly scoops up his tackle box and steps back. The truck stopping right in front of him. Charlie shakes his head as the driver's side door opens up and Richard, in his fifties, climbs out, slapping his hand on the dented up roof. What is up, you geriatric motherfucker? Charlie rolls his eyes. What is wrong with you? You could have killed me. And for the record, you're the same fucking age as me. Oh, stop being so dramatic. Besides, I was just keeping you on your toes. Is that what you call driving like a complete asshole? Richard stares at Charlie. You're absolutely right, Charlie. I don't know what I was thinking. I was acting immature, and in my recklessness, I could have hurt my best friend. I'm sorry. Charlie stares back at Richard, not saying a word. Oh, come on. Are you seriously going to be mad at me? I was just fucking around. I'm not mad, you prick. Richard slaps his hands together. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what I'm talking about. Now get in the fucking truck so we can go slay some fish. Charlie walks up to the truck and places his pole and tackle box in the back. I'm starting to think you weren't going to make it. Richard holds his hands up in surprise. What the fuck are you talking about? I have never missed our annual fishing trip. Besides, I can't be more than a couple minutes late. Charlie looks at his watch. Actually, you're 26 minutes late. What have I told you about being so anal about time? You set your life to a clock, you might as well put yourself in a fucking coffin. What does that even mean? It means get in the fucking truck already. Unless you plan on standing there pouting like some little bitch on our period. Charlie steps up to the passenger side door. What's with this piece of shit? What happened to your charger? Richard shakes his head in frustration. That cunt is bleeding me dry. She is trying to literally take every fucking nickel I have ever earned, so I had to sell it. So which ex-wife are we talking about? Richard glares at Charlie. Shut the fuck up and just get in. Richard gets in the truck, followed by Charlie. Richard slams the truck in gear and speeds down the street knocking over several garbage cans. Those were my neighbor's garbage cans. Richard glances up at the rearview mirror and catches a glimpse of the garbage cans rolling around in the street. Well, maybe if they would have put them away, I wouldn't have hit them. Charlie grabs hold of the seatbelt and buckles in. Maybe you should consider slowing down in case some people are around? Well, if they're smart, they'll get out of my way. Richard 
grabs a near-empty bottle of Jack Daniels off the floor and takes a swig of it and then holds it out to Charlie. <laughs> what do you say? Want a little pick-me-up? Charlie pushes it away. Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? It's not even five in the morning and you're drinking that shit already? It is motherfucking drinking time in Thailand. Richard takes another swig. You do realize we're no longer young? That stuff is going to kill you. The fuck it will. I'm going to live forever. Besides, I just had my yearly visit with Dr. Jellyfingers and everything checked out five by five. I'm just saying, you might want to consider slowing it down. A little. Richard smirks at Charlie. Oh, fuck that noise. I live life at one speed and one speed only. Fast as fuck. Charlie throws his hands up in disbelief. I don't know why I even bother. I'm just trying to help you. Richard reaches over and grabs Charlie's groin, which Charlie quickly knocks it away. What, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I'll just relax, amigo. I wanted to make sure you still had a set of balls down there because you were starting to sound like a fucking split tail. Charlie, angry, glares at Richard. Sorry for showing any signs of concern. Richard finishes off the bottle of whiskey, then rolls down the window and tosses it out. What is it that I always tell you? Charlie, hesitant, looks at Richard. Not to worry. That's right. So fucking stop worrying about everything and start living for once. Richard pulls a joint out, lighting it up, and taking a pull from it, then passing it to Charlie. I mean, what's the point of living and breathing if you can't have fun? I can't smoke that. Why not? You gonna get in trouble with your mom? This is some good shit. Not that Auburn dirt weed. Charlie takes the joint and stares at it. Oh my god, what's the problem? The fucker ain't gonna smoke itself. I was just thinking about how the last time I smoked this stuff, I was with Rachel. Richard sighs. Oh Christ, here we go. What? Richard tosses his hands in the air. Look, I'm all for talking about tits and ass, but can we please have one year where I don't have to hear about how perfect this chick was? You end up getting all sappy and shit. Charlie passes the joint back to Richard. I can't help it. She's the one I truly loved. I still do. I'm such a dumbass for letting her get away. Blah, blah, blah. You need to just get over it and accept the fact that she married some other dude and not you. That's easy for you to say. We were perfect for each other. In fact, I've never known a person that was as perfect for me as she was. Did I ever tell you about the time we went to Chicago? Those were by far the best nights of my life. Richard takes a drag from the joint. If I wasn't so broke, I'd get on a plane for Thailand and bury myself in so much pussy I'd start to look like a fucking Sasquatch. Now that would be the best night. How are things going with Heather? Who? Charlie stares at Richard, surprised. Your daughter? Richard ignores Charlie as he grips the steering wheel and stares straight ahead. Okay then. Richard and Charlie stand on the bank of a river in the middle of the woods with their lines out in the water. Is it just me or is that hike through the woods to get down here getting harder? Charlie looks back up a hill and at the woods. It doesn't feel like no half mile and shit. Richard scoffs at Charlie. <sighs> it's the same fucking trail we use every year. 
and every year you bitch and complain about it. We knock the fuck out of the fish here because no other limp dick cocksuckers take the time to get down here. Charlie looks out at the lines. Well, we aren't knocking shit out this year. <laughs> Don't worry, the fish will fucking bite. Charlie pulls back on his line. We shall see. Richard glances over at Charlie, then out at the water. I know you think I don't have any feelings and shit, but for the record, I actually tried to give her a call the other day. Charlie, confused, looks over at Richard. I'm sorry, what? Who? Heather. Really? How did that go? Richard looks over at Charlie. It went fantastic. Charlie smiles. Really? Hell no. She told me to fuck off and never call her again, then slam the phone down. Ouch. Richard reels in his line, finding the bait gone. Ah, those little cocksuckers. Richard attaches some new bait and tosses his line back out. Maybe she just isn't ready to talk and needs more time. If she doesn't want to talk to her old man, then so be it. You would think that after all the shit I went through for her all those years, that she would have the courtesy to at least talk for a second. There's a good chance she still feels you're responsible for her mother's death. Richard glances over at Charlie, irritated. Oh, that is such a load of horseshit. I had nothing to do with that. The dumb bitch got herself all liquored up and wrapped her car around that fucking telephone pole. I don't want to be out of line or anything, but I think... She thinks, since you had a habit of hitting her mother, that the abuse caused her to turn to alcohol, which in turn caused the wreck. Richard shrugs his shoulders. So I knocked the bitch around a little bit. So fucking what? You ask me, this world would be a better place if more men would pick up their fucking nuts and put their women in check. If that requires a smack across the mouth every now and then, so be it. Jesus Christ, you are such a champion for women's rights. Richard points at Charlie. Whoever decided it was a good idea to let them out of the bedroom should be fucking hung. Richard's pole, all of a sudden, bends down toward the water. Oh, check this shit out. Now we're fucking talking. I got myself a big one. Charlie looks over at Richard. A fish? Richard glances over at Charlie with a dumbfounded look. No, a fucking hard-on. Of course a fucking fish, you dipshit. Richard struggles as the pole bends more. Oh, and this is one big son of a bitch that wants to fight. Charlie puts his pole down and steps toward Richard. Do you need me to do anything? Richard glares back at Charlie. Oh, you just stay where you are. This big bastard is all mine. Charlie points out at the line. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to fish, but if I was you, I would watch your line because you're pulling too hard. Richard smirks. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. My line is just fine. Richard continues to fight with the fish. I'm serious, Richard. It's about to snap. I'm not a fucking moron. I think I'd know if my line was... Richard's line suddenly snaps, sending him stumbling backwards and to the ground as Charlie walks up to him, smiling. You were saying? Richard, tangled up in fishing line, scowls up at Charlie. Oh, go screw yourself. Richard pulls the fishing line off as Charlie picks his pole up and casts out. That's what I get for buying that line from Walmart, cheap some bitches. Charlie's line goes tight. Fish on. 
Now let me show you how it's done. Richard, angry, gets to his feet as he watches Charlie's line intently. Oh, do you need help? Charlie ignores him as he pulls on the rod. This thing is heavy. Yeah, it's going to be the big catch. Richard steps to the edge of the water. You see anything? Richard shakes his head in disappointment. That ain't no fish. You got yourself a snag, probably on one of those damn logs. Charlie looks at Richard's legs. Bullshit, I can feel it. It's a fish, maybe it's just hiding in those logs. Since you've got the waders on, could you just go out and free it up? Richard looks at Charlie in amazement. Are you serious? Charlie points out at the water. I'm telling you, it's the big catch, and I don't want to lose it. If I was in your shoes, you know I would do the same for you. Richard stares at Charlie for several seconds, then sighs as he slowly steps into the river and out toward the logs. Careful, there's a lot of rocks out there. Richard glares back at Charlie. Oh, no shit. Thanks for the heads up. Richard reaches the logs and grabs hold of Charlie's line and follows it. You got it? Give me a fucking second, for Christ's sake. Richard shakes his head and reaches his hand down into the water, following the line, but quickly pulls it back. Is it that big? Richard looks back at Charlie. You caught something big, all right. Charlie stares at Richard, confused. What do you mean? What is it? Richard reaches down and grabs hold of something, walking back toward the shore as Charlie watches intently. What the hell is that? Richard trudges up to the shore, dragging the dead body of a man with white hair and a black suit with a large plastic bag wrapped around one of his hands. Charlie looks down in horror. Holy shit! Richard pulls the body ashore, then drops the leg. Is he dead? Richard looks down at the body. Well, if he isn't, then he gets an A-fucking-plus for playing possum. Charlie drops the rod and steps away as Richard gives him an odd look. What is your fucking problem? Charlie points down at the body. Oh, I don't know, maybe the fact that I'm staring at a dead body? Richard shakes his head in disgust. Oh my God, you are such a pussy. For fuck's sake, he ain't gonna bite you. Richard scrutinizes the body as Charlie slowly steps up next to him. How old do you think he was? Richard shrugs his shoulders. Fuck if I know. But if I had to guess, I'd say he was probably in his 30s or some shit like that. He is really white. Do you think the water did that to him? Yeah, partially. But I think our friend here is an albino. Oh, shit. I see it now. His hair, his eyebrows. Richard kicks at the plastic bag. The big question is what the fuck is the deal with the bag? Richard grabs a stick and starts poking at the bag. What are you doing? I want to see what's in the bag, all right? There's something big in it. I don't think that's a good idea at all. You shouldn't be touching the body. Relax. I don't think he's going to mind. Yeah, but the cops might. Richard ignores Charlie as he uses the stick to tear the bag open, revealing a black briefcase handcuffed to the man through his actual hand. Whoa, well, that is certainly something you don't see every day. Interesting way to use the handcuffs. Now I know that this is a bad idea. Richard grabs the briefcase and tries popping the latches, but nothing happens. Ah, shit. It's locked. Charlie, nervous, looks around. 
We should take that as a sign that we shouldn't open it and just walk away. Richard looks at Charlie and shakes his head in disgust. I need a rock or something. Richard reaches down and grabs a rock out of the river, then slams it down on the briefcase, but it doesn't open. Oh, come on. Richard slams the rock several more times, but still it doesn't open. Richard, annoyed, tosses the rock down, then glances up the river. Oh, shit. Richard looks up at Charlie. Quick, sit down. What's wrong? Richard grabs Charlie, and they both sit down on top of the body, just as a canoe with a man in it floats by, waving. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> How's it going? Going fine, thanks. Ah, beautiful weather today. Sure is. Richard looks away. What do we do? Just sit here and act like everything is fine. Well, have a good one. Richard just gives the man a thumbs up as he floats around the corner, then turns to Charlie, noticing his knife for carving fish in his vest. Oh, that'll work. Richard quickly grabs the knife before Charlie can do anything. What are you doing with that? We need to cut off his hand and push this body back in the river before anybody else comes along. Charlie stands up. The fuck we will? We need to call the cops. Richard looks at Charlie, disgusted, then turns and kneels next to the body, grabbing hold of the man's arm. What are you doing? Richard puts the blade on the man's arm. Like I told you, I'm cutting off his fucking hand. Charlie reaches down and grabs Richard's arm, stopping him. I can't let you do that. Unless you want to lose your fucking hand, I suggest you let go of me right fucking now. Richard tries to cut the man's arm, but Charlie continues to hold onto Richard, pulling his arm back. I said let me go. Richard suddenly throws his hand back. The blade of the knife accidentally <coughs> slices across Charlie's throat, cutting it open. Charlie quickly reaches up, trying to stop the blood from pouring out of him. Richard looks up in horror at Charlie as he staggers around. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck just happened? Richard gets up and stares at Charlie as he suddenly falls to his knees. Oh my, I, I didn't fucking mean it. It was a fucking accident. Charlie stares at Richard as his hands slowly drop from his throat, falling over dead. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why couldn't you have just listened to me? You had to be an asshole. Richard smacks himself in the face. All right, all right, all right. Get a hold of yourself. We gotta get this mess cleaned up before somebody sees. Richard looks down at the bodies, but is startled by a voice. Everything okay down there? Richard spins around to find Sarah, a park ranger in her 30s, standing up on top of the hill. Richard stands in front of the bodies, holding the knife behind him. Oh, uh, yeah, everything's fine. My friend is just having a diabetic reaction. Needs to lay down for a little bit. Sarah leans from side to side, trying to get a better look. You're in luck. My brother was diabetic, so I can certainly help. I'll come down and check him out. Richard holds his hands up. No, 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 it's really nothing. I've got it under control. He'll be fine in no time. I'm sure you've got more important things to deal with. It's no trouble at all. Besides, it's always good to have two sets of eyes on these things. Just let me call in my location really quick. Richard looks down at the bodies, then back at Sarah, who is pulling her radio out. 
Actually, can you get down here right now? Sarah, concerned, looks down at him. What is it? I don't know. I've never seen him do this. Something's really wrong. I'm coming down now. Lucky for you, I was doing my daily hike. Sarah puts her radio back and hurries down the hill. Richard looks down at the bodies again. Then it's Sarah as she steps up to him. Okay, let's see what we are dealing with. Richard slowly moves to the side as Sarah stands in shock at the sight of the two dead bodies. What the... (coughs) Richard suddenly stabs the knife through Sarah's neck, her blood spraying all over his face before she falls to the ground, struggling to breathe, then dies. Richard points the knife down at her. You just had to be a goody fucking two-shoes, didn't you? You couldn't just let me do my thing. Well, I hope you're fucking happy now. You're dead as fuck. Just like these other two motherfuckers. Richard looks out at the river, then back at the bodies. Fuck. I've got to get rid of these fucking bodies before some other cocksucker comes strolling up. Richard, dirty and sweaty, with his arms full of rocks, staggers up to the bodies and drops them, then falls to his knees and starts stuffing some of the rocks into Sarah's pockets. Charlie and the other dead man's pockets are already filled. Richard puts a couple more into Sarah's pockets, then leans back. The briefcase sits next to the bodies, with the severed hand still attached to it. I'm pretty sure that should do the trick. Richard stands up, then reaches down, grabbing Sarah's leg, and drags her out to the middle of the river, then lets go and watches as her body quickly sinks to the bottom. Perfect. Richard repeats the process with the dead man, then drags Charlie out into the water and looks down at his bloody face. I'm really sorry. Richard lets go of Charlie's body and watches it sink, then hurries back to the shore. Oh, for fuck's sake. Whatever is in this motherfucker better be worth all this shit. Richard grabs the briefcase and walks up the hill and into the woods. Richard, carrying the briefcase, is walking through the woods when he hears the faint sound of voices. Richard looks down at the briefcase, then walks over to a collection of bushes and sticks the briefcase under them, then takes several steps back, but stops when a deer all of a sudden appears and stares at him. What the fuck are you staring at? All of a sudden, a bullet hits Richard in the chest, killing him instantly as he falls to the ground. The deer sprints off. Dale, in his 40s, wearing hunting gear, slowly steps up to Richard with Scott in his 30s, dressed in similar hunting clothes, right behind him. What in the fuck did you just do? Scott stares down at Richard. I I I didn't see him. I I was aiming at the deer. Dale looks around the area, then back at Scott. Well, do you see any fucking dead deer lying on the ground? Because I fucking don't. What I see is a fucking dead dude with a bullet hole in his chest. Scott puts his hand over his mouth. Oh, fuck. I just killed a guy. What's going to happen? Well, I suggest getting some lube because you're going to be getting a lot of cock up your ass in prison. Scott looks at Dale in horror. 
no, 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 I can't go to prison. It, it, it was an accident. I, I, I didn't see the fucking guy standing in the middle of the woods. I mean, what the fuck is he doing? Calm the fuck down. I'm not letting you go to prison and become somebody's cum dumpster. Scott looks at Dale. What can we do? I've got an idea. Scott watches as Dale drags Richard's body out into the river. You sure this will work? Well, I've put enough rocks in his clothes that he will sink to the bottom, then those curtains will carry him out to the reserve, and he'll never be seen again. Dale lets go of Richard's body and watches as it slowly floats down the river, then disappears under the water. This concludes the twisted tale, The Big Catch. To find out what was in the briefcase, listen to the episode, A Skip Across the Universe, Chapter 1. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and help spread the word about Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents. And keep those ears open for future episodes, wherever you get your podcasts.